0: I'm super excited about tonight, as you would have heard, teased earlier, we're starting a new series called "Conversations with Jesus." Why don't you turn the person beside you and say, "Conversations with Jesus." I like how you, you waited for me to finish my thought. Everyone paused, and I thought, no one's saying anything, but you, you's got this, so that was good. Um, and I guess what we're going to do over the next little while is we're really just looking at the character of Jesus through the conversations. That he had. And I think as we examine the conversations Jesus is having, who he's having them with, what he's talking about, what's happening through them. I really believe we're going to see a clearer picture of who Jesus really is. And and I'm super excited. And I really believe we're going to see that Jesus isn't just some historical figure that kind of had some kind of impact back in the past. But he is someone who is alive and well and working today and is still relevant for your life. 2,000 years on from when he walked physically on the earth. So are you excited for this? I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Um, and, and what we've got tonight, we've got part one. And I've called this message an invitation to a conversation. An invitation to a conversation. One of my favorite memories from my, my time in Taiwan, uh, we, we lived there, me and my wife, for about six years. We, we had this day that was like... You could write a movie about it. It was the, the strangest, but the best day I've ever experienced. And it started off. We uh, we hired a scooter, and we went out with a couple of our friends. I think we got some pictures. It's going to be an interactive story. Uh, we hired a scooter. There it is. And I, I somewhat legally got to drive the scooter, and um, and we, we we got on there and we were going for an adventure to this place that was known for its kind of hot springs and its, its waterfalls and stuff. And, and we were on the way when we stopped at a 7-Eleven. And I still remember going to get some stuff and I come back around and my friend who was in that picture before, Amal, he was was talking to this random guy. Now my friend, Amal, he's really friendly. So I thought this is normal for him. But he told me later, he's like, no, this guy just came up to me and started talking to me. He's like, hey, where are you guys going? And it was this indigenous Taiwanese guy. And he was there with his girlfriend. And my my friend said, oh, we're going to see these, these waterfalls. And he says, I'll take you to a secret waterfall. I'll show you the way. And now, just disclaimer, if someone random comes up to you in the service station and says, I want to take you to see a secret waterfall, probably don't say yes, okay? (laughs) Probably not going to end well for you. But there was something about these guys. We talked to them for a little while. They seemed really genuine. They said, we know this, this waterfall that no one else knows about. And you can see that in the next photo, they took us into these back streets, and then we were climbing up this random it wasn't even really a path. And we were passing farmers and the farmers were saying, Where, how do you know about this place? It was really weird. It was like out of a movie. Um, and, and we went on the journey, we followed them and we hiked up this huge mountain and we thought, are they gonna murder us? I don't know, it was kind of creepy vibes. Um, and, and then all of a sudden we came through this clearing and we just saw the most beautiful waterfall. And I think we got a picture of it there. This is the crew. And so these guys here, it's a, there's a lot going on in this photo. I can't, I can't get into all of it. But essentially, two of these people were the ones that took us there. And then some locals showed up with a roast chicken. And they were just like, eat the roast chicken. And we're like, okay, if, if someone says eat, we're just going to do it. Um, again, it was, really, it was like, what? And then there was a snake that one of the guys caught. And like this old man that was with them like, grabbed this snake while he was swimming in the water with it and like, threw it up on the bank. and then, then they got weirder. They invited us back to their house, and we're like, well, look, we're committed now. So, <laughs> you know, in for an inch, in for a mile. They ended up back at their house meeting th- these local guys, you know, that bought the chicken. We went to their house um, meeting their family, and uh, they, they said, We have a pond up the back that we keep fishing. And so we hiked up this hill to where the pond was, and like a kind of a little dam. And they, he caught a fish, this guy with his fishing rod. And he, he gave us some of the fish and we, we were asking him and we just had it like sashimi style, like um, Japanese style, you know, raw fish, cut it open, uh, just kind of eating it there. It was delicious. It was, it was incredible. And we asked the guy, how, how, do you, how many fish are in there? How, how do you know? Like, fair question. I thought, like, yeah, do, you, do you count them? Like, do you do a census? Like, you, can they go fill out QR code and they like fill out their details? Yes, I'm living here. And his answer was, I don't know how many are in there. I just know that if I eat one this year, I won't eat one next year to make sure that there's enough. And Which just blew my mind. He shared his only fish for the year with us. And this was just the most incredible, incredible day. We, we couldn't have scripted it. And it all started with an invitation, with this indigenous Taiwanese guy saying... Hey, would you like to step out of your world and step into my world and come and experience something very different to what you've experienced before? And I think life is full of invitations, right? Uh, even just on Facebook, you know, sometimes you just get events stacking up and it's like, okay, you know, uh, which is hard on Facebook, side note, but it's hard to find the events on Facebook, but anyway, we'll get that another time. Um, you know, so many invitations, whether it's come to this or go to that. Would you be a part of my cause? Would you give to this? Would you support that? Would you, would you come and do this? Would you join this club? Would you join this group? Life is full of invitation. And tonight I want to speak about an invitation that I believe has the potential to not only transform your life and change the trajectory and, and uh, direction of your own life, but actually to enable you to live a legacy that lives well beyond your own life. Are you interested in that kind of invitation tonight? The invitation is this, is that God has stepped into your life, into your world, and he's inviting you to step into his. And and what we want to do is I want to just explore this concept of an invitation to a conversation. What Jesus has stepped into your world and is saying, would you have a conversation with me? And what I wanna do tonight is I wanna look at John 4 and actually for the next few weeks, we're just gonna gonna spend some time really soaking all the goodness out of this story because I think there's so much to be seen in it. Now, the context for this is we've got a Jewish man and a Samaritan woman. Now, in these days, These guys did not mix. Like, there was big beef between the Jews and the Sumerians. It was like really, really, really ugly, the beef that these guys have going on. Essentially, the Jews kind of intermarried. They created this new race, and and it it was this full of racism and prejudice where there was just essentially hate between these two nations. And this story involves a Jewish rabbi, Jesus and a Samaritan woman. These, these two do not go together. It's like if we were playing the opposite game, those two are the opposites, okay? Those things do not, one of these things do not belong, and these, these things do not belong together. But God, who has come 100% as God, 100% as man in the form of a Jewish rabbi, Named Jesus, And what we're going to see is some of the conversation that they had together. Are you ready? An invitation to a conversation. So John 4, verse 4 to 9. You might have heard this story before, and hopefully this evening you, you, you see something new. And I'll just point that out tonight. I really believe that God wants to speak to you. That whatever situation you're in, that whatever your life is like at the moment, that no matter who you are or where you've been, that God actually wants to speak to you this evening. And all you have to do is be open to hearing what he says to you. So let's jump in. John 4. It says, Now he had to go through Samaria. So he went to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there also. And Jesus, tired as he was from the journey, sat down by the well. It was about noon when the Samaritan woman came over to draw water. Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? And, and it puts in brackets here, for Jews do not associate with, Sam- with Samaritans. Now that's interesting. It's like the guy who's writing the Bible is like, hey, just, just note for future people, we don't get along. He doesn't even say they didn't get along. He's saying we still don't get along. There's still beef. We don't talk. To these people. And now you could just kind of skip over this story. Like, yeah, so what? Jesus goes to the bubbler and he's like, yo, give me some water. I think we got to dive in a little bit deeper and see what's going on here. Now, I want to pull out a few thoughts. The first thing I want to point out is he says he had to go. At the start of that scripture, it says he had to go through Samaria. He had to go through Samaria. Now, I want to pull up a map of Kind of where he was traveling we 've got it there, so there 's Samaria in, the, in Samaria in the yellow. the red is where Jesus went, right straight through the guts. But if you look to that blue line that 's actually how the Jews would travel when they were going down to Jerusalem from the northern part. Of, of Israel. These guys hated each other so much. They have their own bypass around Samaria. So I can imagine when Jesus says to his disciples, I have to go to, I have to go, it, well, where he's going, it says, sorry, we'll go back just a second. Um, it said, oh, maybe it was in the first before that I didn't have, but he was going to Galilee. So Jesus is in Jerusalem and he's going north to Galilee. Now, can you imagine? He says to his disciples, I have to go through. Samaria. I'm sure that their response was, what do you mean you have to? No, you don't. There's a bypass. Like, Let me put this in our context. Imagine we're carpooling, all right? A few of us going together. We're going to Brisbane. And I say, we have to go through Ipswich. We have to go through the city of Ipswich. You'd be like, no, there's a bypass. You don't have to go through Ipswich. Or it's like, yeah, we're going to Brisbane. I have to go through Gatton. It's, no, there's ways of getting to kind of Brisbane without going through Gatton. And, and that's actually the way that they would go. That they would not, they refused to walk through Samaria. Yet Jesus says, I have. To go. I have to go through Samaria. Why does he have to? Because he had to have a conversation with this Samarian woman. If it wasn't about convenience. It was, I have to go because there is someone that I have to speak to. There is someone that I need to give an invitation to a conversation. And, and I, I think in life, it, it can be normal sometimes to avoid people we don't want to have a conversation with. And, and sometimes we can go with, to great lengths maybe to avoid having peop, a conversation with certain people maybe that we don't agree with or, um, you, you know, it you're looking at me like, I never do that. Well, you've been to Grand Central and you know the people who try to sell things there. You have gone to great lengths <laughs> to avoid a conversation with somebody. Whether that was a fake phone call, like, you know... I won't do an honesty thing here tonight, but we know, we've walked past on our phone. Oh, yes. oh sorry, mate. No, I'm just on the phone. We've, uh, Kate said, that's me. Sorry to shout you, call you out. Happy birthday, Kate. Um, and, and, you know, whether it's that, whether it's the cross the road, whether it's the just look the other way, like you're really interested in what's in the store beside it. It's like, you know, um, wow, I've never been so interested in National Geographic. Wow, they have, they have great maps in there and stuff. I, I'd love to stop by. Um, or wow, Wow! uh, No, what's that, Maya? Whoa! I can't believe they're selling something in there. I don't know what they're selling, Maya. Um, You know, sometimes we go to great lengths to avoid conversations, and if we're a little bit more real, sometimes there are, or maybe there is, people in our life that even to this day we go to a little bit of a length to avoid a conversation with. Maybe we just don't get along. Maybe they annoy us. Maybe they think differently. People do this. They. They, and I think we see it in our culture a lot, people going out of their way to avoid people so they don't have to associate with, kinds, with, with certain kinds of people. But Jesus, he looks up, he sees this, this, this place, he sees this woman, and he says, I have to go and have a conversation. With her. He doesn't go around them. He doesn't avoid them. Instead, he goes directly to them. And I want to encourage you tonight, friend, that God sees you coming. He's not surprised by who you are or how you are. He sees you. He knows you and he loves you. And he says, I need to have a conversation with that purpose, with that person. That Jesus isn't just gonna accidentally run in and be like, all right, well, now we're here, I have to have a conversation. He is intentionally seeking you. You out to go on a journey with you. He doesn't ignore you, he goes directly to you. He's already made up his mind about you. He sees you and he says, Man, I have to have a conversation with that person. I have to invite them in. He has to invite them in. So he says, I have to go to Samaria. He goes directly to the well. He sits down at the exact time, the exact moment that this woman is going to be there. Uh, because You know, he knows there's someone that he has to meet. And it said in verse 7 when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone to the town to buy food. And and what we see here is we actually see a beautiful picture of Jesus' humanity. And Jesus' divinity. We see in his humanity in that he's hungry, hungry, He's tired from the journey. He's, he's relatable to us in other words. We see his divinity in that he knew she was going to be there, he knew the exact moment she was going to be there, and he arrived for a conversation. The second thought I can see here, the second thing I can see here is that he starts the conversation. He says, "Can you give me a drink? I'm thirsty. I'm thirsty." I wonder why he starts his conversation like that. Like, let's be honest, kind of weird way to start a conversation, Jesus. Like, you know, maybe like, hi, I'm Jesus. Okay, by the way, can you get me a drink? Like, like she doesn't work there, Jesus. Like, that's not her job. She's not a well tender where it's like, how much water would you like? Okay, that'll be $3.50. Like, there's this lady there getting her own water for herself. And he's like, can you get me a drink too? It's like, what, what, I wonder why he starts the conversation. Well, I think first of all is that he, he finds common ground. He asks her for a drink to find common ground. Essentially, he's saying, like, you know, water, it's something that we all need. It's something that we can't live without. He's saying, I I relate to you as a human being. And, And that's important for us to know that Jesus actually lived as a person, that he can relate to your pain. He can relate to what you need. He can relate to how it feels to maybe not have enough, especially in this physical sense. But he also invites her into a conversation. Because it's something a Jewish man wouldn't do with a Samaritan woman. They're not supposed to associate. Jesus goes where no one else wants to be. You know, he's there alone in the middle of the day. And and I just want us to picture this just for a second. You've got this lady. She's at the well in the middle of the day. Now the. the the context to that is the reason she was there in the middle of the day was she's an outcast. People don't want to be around her. You don't go to the well in the middle of the day, in the middle of the desert. It's hot. Okay, you go early morning. So she's trying to avoid people. And I can imagine her just kind of sitting at the well, you know, getting her, her water out, and this random dude shows up and she's like, okay, I wonder what he's doing there. And he says, can I have a drink? I'm thirsty. And I can almost picture her like going about her business and then, you know when you kind of do like those side eyes? Like, is he talking to me? Like, he shouldn't be talking to me. Doesn't he see who I am? Like, sure, he's like kind of checking around. Like, is, is there someone else here? Like, is the water tender here to, you know, fill up his calf or whatever? Kind of like, what's going on? I'm I'm, I'm confused. I can, I can picture what's going through her mind. Like, don't you know who I am? Don't you know that, I've been rejected, that I'm an outcast, that I don't belong. Like you shouldn't be associating with me. And then she points out her ethnicity and her gender and her gender. She's trying to send home the point. She's like uh, I'll get the words for it exactly. She says, "You're a Jew and I'm a Samaritan woman." Like she's saying you should not be speaking to me. We should not be able to have This conversation. It doesn't add up. You're not meant to be doing this. But Jesus still asks for a drink. And what he's saying is not just can I have a drink. What he's saying is I know who you are. I know what people say about you. I know that you're not welcome. I know that you don't belong or don't feel like you belong. I know that you've been rejected. I see all of that. And yet here I am inviting you to have a conversation with me, isn't that a beautiful, beautiful picture? You know, Shane Willard always says, and, and I love it. He says when we approach Scripture, we should ask two questions. The first question is, what happened? And I think we've just seen what happened. A Jewish guy called Jesus shows up, has a very unusual conversation with a woman at a well. It doesn't avoid it; goes straight there. But the second question we need to ask is, what's happening inside of me? Because of what happened. And I think we should ask that question now. I wonder if any of us here, maybe you actually identify with the woman that was at the well. Maybe in your life you felt rejected. Maybe you felt like an outcast. Maybe you felt looked down upon because of maybe your gender or the color of of your skin or the things that you do, the things that you said. Maybe you even feel like you don't have a place to belong. Maybe you feel unwanted or or like you're not good enough could it be that Jesus is saying he sees all of those things he, he sees those things that you struggle with he sees those thoughts that you have he sees the way that you feel he sees the way that community has treated you could it be that he sees all of that and still he's saying this evening would you come and have a conversation with me would you let me step into your world, which I already have, that's why I'm asking you, and would you step into my world? Could it be that maybe you have felt marginalized or left out, judged or whatnot, and Jesus is actually inviting you to a conversation? If we're being more honest even, maybe some of us have actually become comfortable going to the well in the heat of the day because it's just what's become normal to us. We feel like that thing will never change. It's just a part of how it is. Maybe it's, I'm tired of believing for a better job. I've just, I've given up on it. So I'm just going to be comfortable and accept where I'm at because it's not going to change. Maybe it's something like, you know, I tried to tell my friend about Jesus, but they weren't interested. So I'm just not going to try that again because I don't want to get disappointed. Maybe it's even like, I've just struggled with that thing for so long with that habit, with that addiction. And and I know know it's not good for me, but I've just struggled for so long that I've become comfortable with it and just accepted that it's a part of who I am. Maybe it's even that poor mindset. Maybe you know you shouldn't have those negative thoughts about yourself, but you've come to a place where it's just like, I've, I've just accepted that I belong at the well in the middle of the day. You know, maybe you're even telling yourself things to try normalize something. Maybe some toxic relation, some toxic um, kind of attributes of a partner that you're with. You know, maybe saying things like, "Look, they only they only cheated once," and you've just become comfortable living at the well. I've just got so comfortable that I'm going to set up my bed here because if I get my hopes up, I might get disappointed. You know, some of us maybe we're there right at the well right now. And maybe you're looking at Jesus with those side eyes. Like, could he he be inviting me to a conversation? And what Jesus is saying is, I see all of that about you. I see all of the reasons that people have discounted you, all of the reasons that people have put you down, all of the reasons that people have rejected you. And he's still saying, hey, I've stepped into your world. Let's start a conversation. He's asking the question. His words laced with hope. His eyes full of love looking at you this evening and saying, would you enter in? He's not even saying, would you do all these things? He's just saying, hey, let's have a conversation. Could it be that that invitation would change everything for you? Could it be that this conversation with Jesus at the well of your life could change everything? You know, maybe even some of us have sat at the well. Maybe, maybe we've accepted Jesus' invitation, but some point along the way, we just decided, you know what, I'm going to go about it myself. I really believe that Jesus is here this evening and he's saying, hey, could you get me a drink? Hey, let's, let's have a conversation. Because that's the thing about Jesus. He will never, ever stop relentlessly pursuing you, giving you chance after chance, opportunity after opportunity, opportunity, because He loves you so greatly. And He's saying, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about this. Hey, come on, let's sit down. Let's, let's have a drink together. Let's have a drink and a chat about life. That is the amazing thing about our Jesus could it be that he's saying to you in this moment can i have a drink jesus doesn't sit far away waiting for you to come back he, he pursues you he keeps that's the thing about jesus he keeps finding you you know wherever you find yourself here this evening whatever you feel like might just might write you off from being a part of god's incredible of being a part of the amazing plan that god has for your life jesus still finds you and is inviting you to a conversation and so I want to encourage you tonight. Maybe you've you know found your way here because someone invited you, or you know maybe you're watching online because you were scrolling and it was like, "What's this?" Um, just I'll watch for a little bit. That story, of my life on Facebook. Uh, four hours later, like, why am I watching a giraffe kicking a rhinoceros? Like, how did I get here? You know, maybe for some reason you just decided to come tonight. Maybe you weren't even planning on being here, and yet here you are. Consider this an invitation on behalf of Jesus to be a part of a conversation with Him. Maybe you've had a friend who's told you a little bit about Jesus. Hey, consider it an invitation to a conversation with Him. The fact is that Jesus has already stepped into your world. And the question is, are you going to engage with the question that He's asking you? What are you going to do with this invitation from the Creator of the universe? An invitation to a conversation. I got I got a couple of questions just to help us apply this. Uh, again, I think we should be looking at how do I how do where do I fit in this story? Do do I maybe relate to the Samaritan woman? Hopefully, we're also asking the question of of how can I re- how can I reflect Jesus? How can I be like Jesus? How can I be the kind of person who, no matter what that other person looks like or what they do or what they talk like, I'm going to be there and invite them to a conversation because I know it's not about being right. I know it's not about proving them wrong. I know it's not about how I look associating with this person. I just want to be like Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. I'm out of time. Jesus. We'll wait. All I want is to be like you. We won't sing it, yeah. I was just like, you know, I feel like the service was going so good. And then I just did this thing that just killed it. And you know what? Jesus is still inviting me to a conversation. He's saying, yo, you messed up. <laughs> You're still invited to a conversation. You know, sometimes we can feel like that, man, I've just ruined it. I've just stuffed it. I've just gone and did that thing that I said that I wouldn't. And Jesus is still stepping into your world and saying, hey, come be a part of the story. Come and start a conversation. There is more for you. So some questions. How do we see ourselves in the story? In what ways do you, in what ways do you identify with the Samaritan woman? Is there something in your life that you just feel disqualifies you where in fact Jesus is still stepping into your world and saying, let's go on a journey? Second question, is there somewhere in your life that you have to go If we look at Jesus, He was driven to go and be a part of making a difference. Is there something in the world that makes your heart beat a little faster? Maybe that makes your emotions get going. Some kind of need or cause that actually gets you up in the morning. When you think about it, you get passionate about it. Maybe there's someone in your life that needs to hear this invitation from you. Maybe there's, again, a need that moves you with compassion. If we want to be more like Jesus, we've got to be the kind of people that we have to go. We can't just sit in here every Sunday and not go and make a difference in the world around us. We have to go. We have to go out into our neighbour. We have to meet our neighbours. We have to meet some of our classmates at uni, even though we're online. We've got to show up on campus and meet some people, because I have to go. I can't just sit and watch any longer. I can't just keep diverting around that conversation I don't want to have. I, I have to go. Man, I don't know what it's going to look like. I might... Maybe it's I have to start a conversation with someone that's very different to me. And I don't understand why they do the things they do and they believe the things that they believe, but I have to go, I have to have a conversation. To so the next question, is there a conversation you need to start? Maybe it's someone different to you. Maybe someone you've been avoiding. Not to come in and, and give them a piece of your mind and going kind to of prove why you're wrong with the Bible. No, no, it's so someone you need to have a conversation with. I love what um, uh, Andrew Smith says. He says, people fear what they don't understand. And sometimes we don't understand things and it actually causes us to, to step back and to avoid. But maybe it's time to actually start a conversation. Again, not, hey, I've got all the answers and, and I'm going to fix everything. Or, or not, hey, I'm going to prove why, why, why your point of view is incorrect. But hey, let's, let's have a conversation about that. Final thought, are you willing to Engage in the conversation that Jesus is inviting you to, whatever that is. Maybe I just really feel right now like the Holy Spirit is maybe like putting his finger on a couple of areas in, in people's lives. And it, it's like you've been doing this whole thing, you've been on the journey, but 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 Jesus is kind of saying, Hey, let's have a conversation about this area. And it's not from a condemning point of view, it's not you're bad because you do that or you think like that, it's hey, hey, would you come and live? life to the full would you would you stop living at the well and come experience the fullness and the goodness of all that i have planned for you hey would we just stand with each other just as as, as the as the service is finishing the invitation is there um and, and and i would just say to you maybe for the first time maybe you are like I, I really want to go on this journey of following Jesus and, and maybe there's something in tonight that's just drawn you to maybe to step in a little closer. Maybe you don't understand everything but you're still like, there's something different here tonight. There's something that I've been looking for and searching for and haven't been able to find and I'd and like to enter into this conversation with Jesus. But we just close our eyes just for a second, just, just a bit of privacy. Um, and it just I just wonder like if, there's, if that's you if, if you wouldn't mind just raising your hand up just so I can see you I'd love to encourage you I see that hand down the front it's awesome see that hand too That's so good is there anyone here and you're like you know what that's me I want to know more about this conversation I, I want to know more about this invitation so I give it one more moment or maybe you've walked away and you're saying tonight hey it's time to, to come back to the table Jesus has found me he's invited me I want to step back in so good. Hey, you can you put your hands down. That's, that's amazing. Hey, an invitation to a conversation. Jesus, I just thank you for this evening. I thank you for the words that you've spoken into people's hearts. I thank you for the areas you're illuminating in our lives. Jesus, we just wanna be like you in everything that we do. We wanna not be set, we we don't wanna be guided by prejudice or by the way we feel about things. We wanna love people because they're made by you. They're made in your image and they might be different, but we wanna love them that the way that you do, Jesus. We wanna be more like you conversations with Jesus. Hey, next week, part two, we're going to be talking a little bit about what does this conversation look like? What kind of a conversation is Jesus inviting you to have? I really believe it's going to be encouraging for you. I really believe that I just really feel tonight God's doing something. Uh, So I'd love to see you back for part two next week hey i'm going to throw back to to actually what we should do i think we should sing this song just one more time just that jesus jesus all i want is to be like you and and would you just sing it with your heart just we're not going to spend long here but let's sing it together thanks team